Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 667. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, I'm going to share with you my real estate report for 2020, because a lot of people are asking, what's going to happen this year? What's my opinion about the outlook? And what are the facts? What's Realtor.com telling us? What's the National Association of Realtors saying? We're going to get you all the statistics and facts to help you make a decision whether this is a good year to buy or sell, or maybe just stay where you are. So we all know that the economy is doing extremely well. We have record low interest rates. And that means that the housing market continues to be very strong, especially with unemployment at a 50-year low. More people have jobs, more people have money to spend and to buy a home. And these are things that are all good for the housing market. But what does that portend for 2020 and maybe even beyond 2020? Well, these are the things that we want to talk about today. First of all, some of the facts that we're seeing right now. We're seeing that in November, housing permits hit 1.4 million units at an annual rate, which is the highest since 2007. That means there's more builders than have been building for the last 13 years, and so there's some new inventory that's going to hit the market. In addition to that, home builder confidence is at a 20-year high. That means builders are feeling really good about their ability to build and sell new homes. And new construction is booming. In general, the National Association of Realtors expects that new home sales are expected to rise 11% to a 13-year high. Now that's the number of sales, not appreciation on a home. Existing home sales will rise modestly to 4% due to lack of supply and people staying in their homes longer. That's one of the big problems right now is there's just not a whole lot of inventory. And I know it's difficult to talk about the country in general because different pockets are booming, other pockets are slowing. And so there's different parts of the economy that are certainly not looking as cohesive as when we give overall country statistics. So just realize that we're generalizing here to give you averages across the country, but there could be very major circumstances going on in your city. It could be much better or it could be much slower. But overall, what we're saying is existing homes will rise modestly about 4% in terms of sales because there's just not a huge inventory out there in general. The national median sales prices are expected to increase 4.3% from 2019. So that's a nice little rise. It's not a huge rise like we've seen in some years, but it's a decent and very respectable increase in prices. Many real estate experts are predicting sideways moves rather than 
up or down in terms of pricing. The good news is mortgages are still under 4% and for the past 32 weeks have been. And if you compare that back to where we were in the year 2000, in the year 2000, interest rates were at 8.5%. So we are way below half of that and most mortgages are at about 3.8%. So it's very, very inexpensive in terms of the cost of money to buy a home. That means it will keep housing prices up and keep more buyers available. But when you have record low interest rates, it definitely does buoy house prices and make them as high as possible because the financing cost, the price of money, impacts how much you can afford to buy. When interest rates are much lower, you can, of course, afford to buy more house. And so housing prices tend to rise. When we look at what the National Association of Realtors expects for the top 10 housing markets that will outpace the rest of the country in the next three to five years, here are the cities they mentioned. Ogden, Utah, Las Vegas, Nevada, Fort Collins, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, Columbus, Ohio, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, and Tampa, St. Petersburg, Florida. Those are all the markets that they expect to be the hottest housing markets. Now that's a little different from what we heard from Realtor.com. And you might remember in episode 654, I did a report on Realtor.com's hottest housing markets in 2020. So if you want to find out specifically their opinion about the hottest housing markets, I felt that had a lot of great information in it. But basically what they said is top markets include Boise, Idaho, McAllen, Texas, Tucson, Arizona, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Columbia, South Carolina, Rochester, New York, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, and Memphis, Tennessee. Prices are likely to decline in Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, Miami, and San Francisco. And in fact, we have heard that there is movement out of certain states, such as New Jersey and Connecticut. And in New York City, high-end sales have dropped 40%. That's not the value of the property, but just the number of sales has declined by 40% in New York City at the high end of the market. We're also hearing that the San Francisco market is softening, and so is Silicon Valley, down about 6%. I want to pause here and say, when it comes to marketing your business, it's all about reaching the right audience at the right time and connecting with them when your message will resonate the most. So if you want to target your customers where they are engaging every day and when they are ready to make a decision, LinkedIn can help you. When you advertise on LinkedIn, which is the world's largest professional network, you have the opportunity to build long-term relationships with your customers. Relationships that often translate into high-quality leads, website traffic, and higher brand awareness. The first step? Talking to the right audience. With a community of over 575 million professionals on LinkedIn, you have access to a diverse group of people searching for things they need to grow professionally. 
LinkedIn has the marketing tools to help you target your customers with precision, down to their job title, company name, and industry, because better targeting equals a message your customers care about, which in turn leads to more trust built with your customers. In fact, four out of five customers who are on LinkedIn are decision makers at their companies, so you're building relationships that really matter. To redeem a free $100 LinkedIn ad credit and launch your first campaign, go to linkedin.com forward slash wealthy. That's linkedin.com slash wealthy for your free $100 ad credit. Terms and conditions apply. And now back to our podcast. When we check in with how buyers are feeling, consumer confidence is one number we can check on. And currently, consumer confidence is at over 99%. So we're seeing the consumer feeling very confident. That means they're willing to buy, to spend money, to invest money, to buy homes, etc. And with mortgage rates averaging 3.85% this year and maybe ending the year about 3.88%, we're seeing interest rates staying down in this election year, which is really no surprise. However, we do see that for 2021, the Federal Reserve policymakers, at least 12 out of 17 of them, have said they have penciled in for 2021 a Fed interest rate hike. So I think this is an election year, rates will stay low this year, the economy will boom, However, we could see the peak of housing prices this year if they haven't peaked in your city already. Because next year, we will see interest rates start to increase again. After all, they have to get back to some normalization of rates. These interest rates being so low, well, it's just not normal. So we have to get back to a more normalized interest rate situation. And that's likely to happen after the election. That's usually when interest rates do start rising again, and that can mean a slowing of the economy in the first or second year of the new presidential election cycle. So I think we're going to have a hot housing market this year. I think things will continue on as they have been, whether that's up or down in your city. But it's likely that for those housing markets that have been hot, this is probably the year they're going to peak since interest rates will likely start to rise next year. So keep that in mind whether you're buying or selling. Here are some tips to keep in mind as well. If you're a buyer, I recommend that you get with a loan officer and get pre-approved. That way, when you're shopping for a house, the financing is all set, you're ready to go, and that's not a question. That's just one more indefinite item that you can knock off the list that will make more comfortable accepting your offer. Also, you want to get your down payment together. Make sure that you have all the money that you can put down for your down payment. I also recommend that you compare comps, what have homes sold for, what are houses in the neighborhood selling for, what are recent sales. Know all of those numbers that will help you make the best offer you possibly can and have data to back it up. And do all your research ahead of time on your neighborhoods, your schools, whatever is important to you. Make sure that you've narrowed in on that target neighborhood that you're looking for. So when a home comes up for sale, you have confidence. This is the area you want to buy in and you can make a good offer. 
if you're a seller. I would check your home listing on Zillow. A lot of buyers do look at Zillow. Make sure that your house is well represented there, that the facts are accurate. Make sure you have great photographs taken of your property. I would depersonalize your home, take down family photos, allow people to imagine themselves living there and not see you and your family living there. So depersonalize things in your house, declutter, get a pod and put all your extra items that are cluttering up rooms, extra furniture, extra Christmas decorations or holiday things or extra kids toys, those kinds of things you can put away in a pod and put them in storage for a little bit while your house is for sale. Plant some nice flowers in your yard, give your house some good curb appeal so that first impression is favorable. And don't forget, the first offer that you receive as a seller is usually the highest offer. So if it's below your asking price, don't automatically turn up your nose. That might be the highest offer that you ever receive. So I hope that gives you some good insight into what's going on for the housing market this year. I'm very optimistic this will continue on strong, but I think that it's likely this is the year that we will see that final peak in prices before interest rates start rising again. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. And don't forget, we have a whole wealth mentoring library with any topic you can think of at lindapjones.com forward slash podcasts. Just go to my podcast page on my website and you'll see all of my podcasts listed there, not just the most current 300. We have a search box in the upper right-hand corner of the page and you can put in any keywords that you're searching for, whether you wanna pay off debt, whether you want to know my debt diamond method, whether you want to know how to save more money, how to spend less, how to get a wealthier mindset, whatever it is, we've got it in our Wealth Mentoring Library of podcasts. So check it out. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.